Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and got fellow co-host with us today, Leah. How you doing? I'm caffeinated, and that's a start. That is the that's all I have to give at this point in the month. It's been crazy hot, and I've been crazy tired, but I'm caffeinated, so I'm here, so we can do this. True. Maybe. Speak about caffeinated. <laughs> I. Well, I guess I'm, what's it called? Hydrated with tea. <laughs> so. I, I, I knew about this, but I also didn't know how you were, how you were going to phrase that. But, yeah, you're, you're hydrated with tea. I you're like caffeinated, it. I'm hydrated. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. As we take the caffeinated and hydrated duo, let's jump into the introduction of this episode and see what we're all about. <laughs> so, um, for this week, we decided to kind of talk on, on a area of anime that we, we've touched on kind of lightly uh, mm-hmm. and have talked about animes in this genre, but this week is about suspense and thriller animes. Yeah. The things that make it great, um, what can make for a bad thriller suspense anime, and then um, some of our favorites and what we would like to see in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, with suspense yeah. anime, um, basically, I don't want to say shock factor, but it's more like sequence of events that kind of just keep you on the edge of your seat. And overall, oh, kind of plays in the, the psychological a little bit, but also a, uh, a storytelling technique that keeps the uh, interesting. Because suspense adds a lot to the storyline. So let's say you're doing a soap opera and you want to add suspense. Well, you put some drama with the family feud and then the family has an affair. Bam. There you go. You had the the revelation of everything going on, and that just adds more to the story. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty on point when it comes to suspense and thriller animes. They do keep you on the edge of their seat, but I would say there's this weird tension that you feel yeah. as a viewer where you want to see what happens next. You kind of don't want to see what happens next. But you're also testing your own intelligence um, and seeing for yourself, like, how maybe you would survive or outwit the other team or things like that. So they really do engage you in a different way than maybe what fantasy, um, strictly fantasy animes may do, like isekais uh, or just regular shonen animes. There is this other added level where they're like, let's let's add some some watcher intelligence into it. And that's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And recently I've been getting way into um, thriller and suspense animes. I came, like, back around. I watched them a lot when I was younger and um, fell off for a little bit, but we're back now. I don't know what happened. I just randomly got into it. Yeah. So that's how this subject came up. (laughs) You also have, uh, it's like, yeah, I just got back into it. I've been watching it for a while. The The tension of 
the shows I watch and is drawn are just so mu so too much for me to handle. It just it gets really intense, and then you're sitting there and you're watching it. And I go through phases. I think like everyone does, where sometimes you're like, I need to be on the edge of my seat, and I need things to be constantly intense. And then other times, you're like, I just want to forget about all my other responsibilities and watch something easygoing. And so there's so many animes out there that could help in both of those fields. Um, but I think we should start with uh, defining, I guess, what makes a good thriller suspense yeah. anime. True. There's different categories yeah. for that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there... So... I will say that's maybe the only difference that I can think of mm -hmm. in regards to suspense or thriller. Uh, when I think of thriller, I usually think that there's like something ominous <laughs> on the edge line. True. And so it adds a bit more of excitement in that sense. And then like kind of with suspense, those ones, yes, there's something on the other side, depending on what move the character makes. But it doesn't always necessarily yeah. mean that it's going to be like death. Or, yeah, like, it's not like really it's not always uh uh what's it called? Oh gosh. N never mind. I I had something to say, I don't even know the name. <laughs> I was like, are you gonna try and explain it? And I guess we can try that too. Yeah. Um but yeah, so for for suspense and thriller animes, the things that really build them out is, one, the entire premise of the show. Uh, what is what is the, like, I guess the game? Um, mm. What is the end result? What is the end goal? And once you kind of realize what the situation is, um, it will also determine how interested oh. you're going to be in it. Yeah, not every... Where, I got it. Mm -hmm. Not every... So although anime is going to be like Promise Neverland, so just keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very, 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 very true. And there's different types. Like, you have ones um, where Promise Neverland, where it's more of a a long, a long drawn-out game of who is going to out with the other. Yep. Um, you have ones like Death Note, which are more of a cat-and-mouse type. Uh, I mean, maybe you can kind of toss in things like, uh, I don't know, maybe like Sword Art Online for some people where they're like, how are you going to get out of this actual situation? Um, but there's so many varieties in regards to suspense and thriller, but the actual premise of why, what's happening and how the characteristics get over that situation, um, is like the number one thing that you need, uh. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a good show set up or situation, it mm -hmm. loses people's interest. So yeah. the same way that people fell in love with Squid Game because there was like different layers to yep. uh, the game itself and also different layers to the plot and the characters and how they would overcome them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing that you see in suspense animes where you're just like, okay, so there's level one, but then you have all of these other things you have to kind of combat in order to actually get done and like mm -hmm. achieve and win. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I would probably say the very next thing is likable characters. Like characters that you're actually either completely rooting for or <laughs> do not want to see 
like have a good day ever. You have to have like some emotional attachment to the characters. Otherwise, if they're too flat and you can't resonate with them, you don't really care what happens to them. So you kind of lose interest in the plot itself or you're just kind of idly watching. Yeah. So, and also another thing uh, to know about suspense, uh, you need to build up the tension. You always have to have a problem that you need to solve. Now, the unexpected, expect the unexpected kind of really applies here because you don't know what's going to happen, who's going to pop out. Just things like that zombie game kind of thing. The writer might throw in a twist you didn't expect and the zombie just randomly comes out and you have to defend yourself. Yeah. So, that's the the unique thing with the uh, suspense genre. They can do... I guess what we call jump scare moments in the writing process to just completely bamboozle you. I I love those moments. I love it when you're not expecting something to happen or maybe you're not expecting like a bad thing to happen to a certain character, especially the ones that do not mind. Yeah. Taking out main characters. <laughs> like, at all. Oh, gosh. Watching the show, you're just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> your, your favorite person could just get completely taken out, and you're just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <live> now. <laughs> I guess I gotta accept this. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I think that that's kind of what... Um, made like death note and code geese so attractive to people oh true was uh they were and it's it's also something that's very uncommon i think in other genres of anime typically when you introduce the the main core group of characters outside the protagonist um or just constant reoccurring characters it's very unlikely that you're going to remove them from the script or uh like take them out in some way but in suspense and thriller um animes you never know and sometimes the big shock factor is that while you're so busy trying to do the mind game part, they, they just do something that completely flips everything on its head, and now you're just stuck there. <laughs> you're just like, with, with the characters in the show, just like, well, what now? True. Okay. Yeah. And also another thing with Death Note that creates the suspense is the psychological mind games that they play, the cat and mouse back and forth. Trying to figure out who's going to be this. Like L and uh, Light. They're basically equal equivalent characters of mindset. But they're in the two flips of the coin. Uh-huh. So that dynamic between them. You know, the lo- the apple-loving Shinigami connection to Kira. And L being a detective kind of plays in a role that kind of puts you on a good binge watching chase yeah and again and they're also very well fleshed out characters um rather than it being just like you know light is a guy who just wants world power and world domination and l is just a detective who's out there to stop him instead Mm -hmm. of it being like black and white like that they they offer so many similarities um that you end up kind of rooting for them both. I don't know. I was I was I was weirdly rooting for both of them during like the first part of the show and after their introduction, where I was like, 
oh, I don't want him to get caught, but also he's a bad person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's an amazing show for that, and I think also like even with Code Geese when you're watching it. Um, yeah. Could be I, I you, you're you're rooting for like Lelouch yeah. to get what he needs to do, but you're also rooting for people to stop him because you know he's kind of being evil. Yeah, true. But, yeah. Um, and so those are kind of like the great ways that suspense anime, um, suspense and thriller anime is kind of pull you in. Yeah. Having great characters, great premise, and um, actually keeping you on the edge of your seat and making mm-hmm. you trying to calculate what's going to go right or go wrong. Yeah. Uh, but there are also bad qualities, I think that come into play. Um, there are yep. some shows where I the the jump scares or the big twists, they kinda can they have too many. Like I, I've seen some shows where they just keep trying to make something happen yeah. every episode, which you don't always need to do. Um, and that can kind of I don't know, like sully the plot and kind of drag it down when you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. So this is happening now. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, stuff okay. like that is uh, the horror element that Japan is kind of known for. Because Japanese horror is, like, really different, really, what to say, more classic of, like, giving you that suspenseful feeling with probably some violent imagery. And just yeah, the creepiness have, of it, too. Yeah. I don't know what it is with Japan, but they have this affinity for, like, body horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they I think they realize, like, the easiest way to freak people out is, like, show terrible or weird things happening to the human body. Yeah. But also, sometimes it's just like, why? <laughs> True. Why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, some of the premises can get kind of kind of strange. Yeah. Like, um, like there are suspense shows where basically characters are trying to survive and yep. and make it through to the end of it, and then some people get get killed or dragged off or whatever. Uh, I know one of the worst ones I saw. I don't know if it's actually bad because yeah. I did that thing where I watched it with friends and we had drinks and we knew it was going to be bad, but it's um. Island of the Giant Insect. Oh, yes. And yes. <laughs> I was like, why? And, but I watched it while drinking with friends, so I, to me, it has a good standing as yeah. so bad it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still bad, yeah. I mean, like, they tear limb from limb, and then you also have the classic fan service. With the insects, yeah. just like some of the high school of the dead, it's like high school of the dead doesn't need all of this. It's zombies. <laughs> Let the zombies do that storytelling. It's like, why do we need this extra element that doesn't fit in the narrative? The only thing that I can say about high school of the dead, which is another suspenseful where you're yeah. trying to see like at any point characters could die, even with the gratuitous fan service, which even the fans were like, please. Zombies I bet, yes. Stuff. We're I, good. Well, yeah. um, even with that one, 
I think the ridiculousness of some of them, some of the scenes because of the fan service <laughs> plus the action, yes. it's what makes it iconic. Yeah. It makes it like a, a wild camp experience. But like, oh. I live with the giant insects. You're just sitting there and you're just like, this is stupid. Like, for what? <laughs> I, why are you making bugs? <laughs> like, the horror element. And for, if, for those who can't, figure it out from the name um i love the giant insects is basically i i forgot what happens in the beginning i think it's like a plane crash or something yeah. but these students end up stranded on an island and um <laughs> they realize that it's filled with giant huge bugs that just starts that's just the man-eating kind <laughs> yeah yeah they're also man-eating bugs which is strange like Bugs that probably wouldn't eat humans are just like, no, today is the day. Violence all day. And so when you watch it, it's very dumb. True. <laughs> very, very dumb. And when I think of, like, uh, when I first thought the, the title of Island of the Giant Insects, I thought of, like, the giant salopopods from the prehistoric era just coming at you. Be, like, nine feet long and all, like, huge. Just the huge ones coming after you. Ridiculous. So if you want to see giant salopopods, which is my imagery for the giant of the insects, there you go. Or the giant spider, or who knows what else creepy callies coming at you. Yeah, like a spider is scary enough on like normal human people <laughs> like, live in Australia. But they were like, no, let's make a total complete premise about just giant monsters. Oh gosh! Oh god! Um, and so yes, that that it absolutely ruined the show, and it it it, it kind of did. I don't know anyone who says it's like one of their favorites. Yeah, but it is one of my my like. If you're going mm-hmm. to hang out with friends and you want to rip on a show, this is the this is the place to go. <laughs> True, and if you're drinking with them, then the show can just be like a a, a comic pastime. I don't even think you have to be dreaming for this one. Like sometimes I think if you just like completely just decide to watch it, if you watch it alone, you're probably more than likely going to click off or have it on the background. <laughs> if you watch it with friends, there's going to be points where like, if you're not looking at the screen or you're complaining about something else, immediately another dumb character move happens. Where you're like, Why would you think that was a smart idea? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why did it's it's an experience. So if it's anything, it is. If experience. I'm giving this straight, the Island of the Giant Insects is like what equivalent to Sharknado for the laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh can my say that. god! I, I think that's a perfect um, uh, comparison. Oh my god! Because they it, that's a that's the issue also that happens with these suspense shows that they always try to cop it. Yeah. And then in an anime, I think the worst part is that because you kind of mm-hmm. want to know what the character motivation is and you need all this like exposition, they spend so long like explaining to you what their plan is or what they think is happening or whatever. Yeah. But then all of these dumb scenes happen right afterwards. True. Like, they don't make any sense. <laughs> I, and the, the continuity of the story is like up and down because... Of the basic, uh, let me say, what? Repeated storyline? 
that we yeah. don't always want to see. So, but you know, as you have a repeated storyline, sometimes you have suspense anime that actually, instead of being repeated, kind of gets more involved as the story goes on. So this is what we call deep dive and like the impressions like over time. And one such example is Steins Gate. The deeper you get into the show, the more suspenseful it gets. But on the surface, it actually gets into what I call the introduction, slow like a slow pace introduction, which if you're going to have a slow pace, you better have a good payoff for the stories to finish the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, for anyone... Well, I, yeah. I think the pacing for Science Gate is, is one of its best features. Yeah, it's, it's really weird because they do a lot of the introduction. They do like the uh, story building pretty good. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to do it. But once you get the revelation that this other person, this other anonym is actually supposedly time traveling and be on these forms, you kind of, that's what the suspense kind of plays in. The microwave reaction of the potato just melting, trying to do an example of time travel. <laughs> it's like, this is actually really good content. And I, I don't know. I like all the care. I like the majority of the characters in Stein Gate as well. Yeah. I feel like if again, if you don't like the characters and you don't yeah. care what's happening to them, even the coolest concepts can kind of fall through. But it's I don't know. Everyone's really well written and not just one dimensional. True. And you know, yeah. time travel is really interesting because it goes into the science fiction realm. Which a lot of suspense can dive into the science fiction and do really well. Because science fiction has a lot to tell, even uh, if people don't know exactly what's going on. Well, science, like I think with time travel, yeah, it's, it, there's, it's really easy to kind of get pulled out of it because you start asking questions yeah. like, well, what, if you did that, then... nothing messes up uh, a time travel story more than like actual logic um but steins gate kind of like stops that it's it's very well written where you're not spending half of the episode like but wouldn't that contradict with this other thing that you literally said you weren't supposed to do or whatever um it's not a rick and morty situation where they keep contradicting themselves episode to episode they're just different writers every single week They're exactly we have a feature writer for it's this story a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh gosh but yeah I think Steins Gate stands as the uh, classic anime of its time and it still has the old G fan base and newer fan base going to it so 
I was gonna say, I was like, I, I think people still watch it. Oh yeah, like, new people still get pulled in. So it's just it's a it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I I have never heard anyone say anything bad about Steingate. Yeah. Ever about. But yeah, it, a great recommendation if you mm-hmm. want. Um, if you want to watch like something that's gonna have you like on the edge of your seat and waiting for questions to be answered. Um, yeah. And. I, and I would say right now, my current favorite for a, like a suspense thriller anime is like Tomodachi Game, mm. um, which is it's kind of the same in that premise of like Squid Game, where yeah. people with a bunch of debt who have to play these games in order to pay it off, but luckily, like they don't violently like try and take them out in every single game, so you do get to kind of watch it. And it has, of course, other layers to the story as you get to know the characters more and more. Um, and so it's like coming out episode by episode right now. And yeah. I really enjoy that one because hmm. I was like, I again, I I love um, I love the game element in, in like thriller animes where they have to beat a game and have to be smarter than like whatever administrator is doing it or whatever like overlord or government entity hmm. is. True. But... Yeah, so you get to see like well, and you also think about like what would I do in that situation? Yeah, and typically and, uh, your ideas aren't yeah. part of the characters. But it's fine. Now, the slow pacing might work in Steinsgate, but here's another worse example of slow pacing, but also with a lot more worse qualities. Uh, the Dark Myth, kind of interesting. It touches on the myth mythological side of Jap- Japanese horror, but it's, uh, it's the flag of what a bad anime is. You know, poor audio, animation quality. It's really weird seeing Dark Myth, to be honest, because it's not really, it doesn't have much appeal to it, you know? Well, it's very generic. Yeah. I think as well. Like, it's just very like generic looking. So you're like, what's the... And that's uh, important. You have to have another oomph yeah. factor. But I think if yeah. you just kind of throw in all the elements that you think people will like, yeah, you can still miss the mark. You know, because uh, you have fierce gods of legend, shock the earth with the power, prehistoric rivals from the period times of Japan, father protect the secrets in present day, the god of darkness, Shuhao is now in the shadows of the underworld waiting for we both. Coming in hasn't unnoticed agents from the clan for the first inhabitants of Japan warning signs of the spreading darkness. Like, it has good, it has a good storyline. It just does really bad visuals. The audio is not so good. It's so snail pace. Like, if the visuals are bad and the audio is bad, if you're pacing so bad, you might as well just be off the list. Yeah, I I, I feel as though um, being bad in all of those categories and somehow equally bad. It's not like it's, oh, you know, the pacing's a little off, but it's a beautiful visual show. Yeah. Um, no, it's all terrible. 
Like it's all terrible. The Ugh. only thing of the show that actually does what it's supposed to do with like I guess suspense is dive into the supernatural. But if the supernatural is the only then. appealing of the show and everything else is bad, it's like a D rating anime. <laughs> Like, come yeah, on. and I don't. It's me I don't know. I feel like because it it deals with mythology, like Japanese mythology. So you're wondering, like, how can you guys screw this up? Because anime is the best platform yeah. for like over the top, unbelievable aspects of reality, and none of it looks interesting. Like yeah. none of the like shots from it. Nothing makes me want to go like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Also, the creatures look stupid. I'm sorry. They just yeah. look like, like a bunch of golems. <laughs> the <Lord laughs> of the Rings. Like, ew. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with a, I don't want a bunch of golems following me. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, like, being mystery, psychological drama, and horror, and being suspense, doesn't really, it just, it's just too much going on. Drama and mystery, like, eh, eh, those have to be really specific to really work together. Because drama is the, drama in this case is suspense. Mystery can deal with suspense, but the problem is you can't get over the glaring effect of the sound and the quality of the animation. And then the snail pace of the, it just doesn't work. And it's very intense no. for objectionable content, too. So it's it's just the definition of Japanese horror taken to a new level. Like, it's like, it's intense quality in the subject matter. And the visuals don't even help in the intense situation. So, like, what's the point? I think it's one of those things where you, when you don't know what's wrong, you just keep trying everything and yeah. hope that something works. Yeah. And this is the result. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dark myth is the result. But granted, there are worse, worse, um, yeah. like, suspense animes out there. Yeah. Like, I, um, Mars of Destruction. Oh, boy, yes. Why? Mars of Destruction. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I remember Mars of Destruction. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what not to do. It's like, what not to do? So, basically, it has the very kind of stereotypical sci-fi fighting kind of premise where yeah. Ships coming back from space, things go wrong, um, it blows up. Like it was a, a manned mission to Mars and oh they were returning gosh. to Earth. Um, and then it blows up upon returning. Um, and then all of a sudden these kind of like alien type creatures called the ancients begin attacking the Earth. Yeah. And for some reason the only line of defense is high schoolers. <laughs> Which yeah. Which is like Neon, Neon Genesis does this. Yeah. Um, but much better. Yeah. <laughs> like way, way better. Oh yeah. 
you know, it's it's nothing more than an extended, uncertain version of the video game's cutscenes. So that doesn't help. Uh, it's very generic plot about an alien invasion. Teenage girls are trained to be the frontline soldiers. When I haven't seen that before. Uh, oh yeah, mediocre animation has not aged very well. At all. Oh, hate that. Yeah. I mean, you have to take consideration the animation aging, but even if animation doesn't age well, it's just this is just one of the things that just adds to the show just being bad. Also, Mars Destruction. Very cheesy, unoriginal, and laughable. Like they could call it anything else and it'll probably be a little bit better on the title. Mars of Destruction is a terrible title. Exactly. Also, you're thinking of taking place on Mars, and they're it's like, not. It's not. You're like, what? So, Why is that Mars of Destruction? I thought we were going to Mars. They were like, no, no, no. We just got back. Yeah. We're not. So why are we giving a misleading title that basically doesn't take place on Mars? So the continuity is all messed up. Uh, laughable deaths. Beginning when we have a female soldier gets her head blown off by a laser beam. Yeah. That is hilarious. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that season in Mars of Destruction, like, literally have me in tears. Because I'm just like, <laughs> this had to be someone's very first project. And the fact that they had a video game to go off of, and they still were like... <laughs> We're not, we're not adding anything to the budget. It's so bad. Um, also, the drawing style. I don't know if you yeah. uh, if you were one of those folks that, like, when you first get into anime, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I want to I wanna try drawing this. And there yeah. were these, like, back in the day, all these books that were like, how to draw anime or anime drawing 101. And they have those very generic faces, like the very huge eyes. Yeah. Um, the like the hairstyle, all of it. It's yeah. just so Oh. It's so dated. It's so bad. Oh no, here's this here's the hilarious part of this one. Terrible twist ending. Turns out the aliens are actually the original inhabitants of Earth and the humans are the invaders who drove them to near extinction. Dun, dun. <laughs> what the fuck? Giant. So and the aliens rule Earth, and the humans are the invaders. That would be a good story. However, the entire show is just three fight scenes, rushed, horrible, and subpar. That's it. That's the only thing they have. So I don't um, even think the table twist ending saves the show at all. I can't remember what what movie it is, but there's another there's an actual movie that has that same premise where it's basically like one day these aliens show up and start attacking us. And then at the very end you realize the huge twist is like, no, all the people who were living there were the aliens. That took over the earth, and the humans left, and it's like, oh my god! But yeah. that one was that one was better to watch. It wasn't the greatest movie, but it was still better to watch than Mars of Destruction. Yeah, that so, was a stupid name. Oh, a yeah. stupid name. 
uh, a full minute deprecation scene. Uh, the cross scene, which is then followed by deceased shoulders, comrades taken to the hospital, and then she's confirmed dead. Like, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? No, 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 no. They said we're not, we're not cutting anything from the script. <laughs> we, we have to fill this runtime. Um, oh. it's, it's so bad. Oh, it kind of does make me want to play the game and wonder if, like, Maybe if they had just left it a game, it wouldn't be I this terrible. I think the game would probably be better because the game can do this type of stuff. Anime is a really weird story medium to do this type of stuff with. A game is perfect because even the worst game, people can play and still enjoy it. Because there's an actual story yeah, you can play as the characters. Yeah, and at least you can do something. Like At least you can interact and yeah. maybe make a different choice. But when you're watching it and you're just like, I I hate all of this. Yeah. It, it, it won't stop. <laughs> there there will be no peace. This it, game is not game Final thing. Fantasy, where the Final Fantasy can be in the entire series by itself and you're just watching a, a, a story is. mode animation title. Yeah, um... I, I think it kind of falls into that perfect middle ground of, like, it's like, it's bad anime, but it's bad anime because it was a video game adaptation. And, yeah. like, video game movies already have a really tough time not being horrible. Um, like, the Mortal Kombat movie was interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh, I kind of just want to play the game instead. Yeah, so Mars of Destruction um, never should have been made. Yeah. There's, oh. There's no suspense in it. If you want to know who wins, the aliens lose trying to take back the home planet. The last alien gets killed in a hail gunfire. So the humans win again. Like they invaded okay. them first, <laughs> and then the aliens try to come back, and the aliens can't win. <laughs> Back. It's just like, what is the purpose of any of this? And the fact that it's so bad. Because typically, typically on this show, we we try not to do spoilers. But this is a show that, like, it doesn't matter if you. It don't doesn't matter. I want to spoil the You're heck out of it just to it. tell you how bad it is. You are going to hate it regardless. Like, oh. it's one of those shows where it's like you could tell me every twist and turn. Oh, and gosh. I'll still watch it, and I'll still be just as angry. Ugh. I might even be more so angry, because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. org. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's madness. Oh, I just... Oh, yeah. oh gosh. I need, to go, I need to go back to a positive. Ugh. Ugh. Happy thoughts. I never really trash much, but uh, it kind of, you know, let's talk about Future Diary. That would definitely put me on, on better ease. Future Diary is a good one. Um, also kind of iconic, I think, in regards of the, uh, it, not only being suspenseful, but also yeah. being crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I like uh, the space, uh, what, the, yeah, I think 
Future Diary is interesting because you have the, you know, harmonics, grossing plot, the characters are great. It's also just like what you expect the genre to be, to be honest. You know? I can't I don't have no complaints about Future Diary. How about you? Um I I enjoy a Future Diary, but I do hate the main character. I mean, yes, I it is one of those annoying characters that we have mentioned before. And our annoying <laughs> I, characters. I, I didn't I I I hate them. I mean I, hate them. I mean I know we hate him, but like he does so much to drive the story along. I think him being he annoying and to have the supporting character with the uh, I guess the his what significant other or sidekick or whatever. Yeah, his girlfriend actually kind of balances him out. So, like, he's a terrible MC, but she's, like, the basically people consider her the MC more than him. So, they watch it for her, not for him. Yeah. And, like, essentially, the, the, the premise of the show is just that it's a, another kind of, like, survival game-esque, like, yeah. premise. Um but Amato, who is the main character, he's this kind of like bland shy guy. He doesn't. Yeah. I, I hate him. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna talk badly about him, but I do hate him. But I mean, um, yeah, he does have a good, nice girlfriend that can balance it out. Who is I consider it, the main character, so that's a plus. It is yes, that it it does have the unfortunate. Um, side like side character is more interesting than the main character curse that happens in anime. Um, but again, I think also if we see things kind of through the lenses of someone who isn't as exciting, yeah, um, it it helps balance out the story. Yeah, so, it actually does. Yeah, the dynamic and kind of yeah. foretells like oh. What kind of conflict are you going to be when I shy today? Do I have to come back to your rescue? It's the reverse dance under stress. <laughs> I like I like reverse dance under stress story, uh, uh, archetypes because it's the woman saving the day, not the woman being saved. I I love that. I do have to say I feel like Future Diary also kind of um, revitalized yeah. the 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 weird um kind of like character thing that they do with female characters now where like they look very sweet or very cute and all of that but then they have this <laughs> completely crazy side on yeah the, like it does that like half hand where you see like internally they're actually like the worst they are yeah horrifically demented yeah I think oh yeah she's like a, I think she's job. a Don Dale archetype. I think she's like a Donde or Yasu there. One of the two. But yeah, both fit um, that crazy aesthetic. Yeah, I think it's Yandere that yeah, she's Yandere. like the, the poster child for um, yeah. you know, who is uh the other the other almost like basically character in the show. Yeah. Um and because and I and again, because of this, because there's again so many different layers on top of what the main thing is, which is basically a death game where you have yeah. to survive and there's other people also a part of the game who's playing with you. 
um, having these things where it's like girl with split personality, main character who's mm-hmm. like kind of useless, but for some reason keeps living. Like having all of these <laughs> things, these romances. <laughs> I've got to let it go. One day I will. But <laughs> I mean, I, it really looks the. <sighs> I don't know. It's like she supports him. She's the main protagonist by far. He just escapes by. He's the he's the one that follows everyone's coattails and lives to the end, which is fine. People do that in you know competitions all the time. They just they just float around and you know no one gets rid of them because they're somewhat useful as a floater, I guess. So he's a floater type. He just floats around, yeah. and he's um, he he adds a suspense to the story, and he has to be rescued. So he plays the part well for suspense wise. He does. Um, I I guess just for me, it's just you keep kind of waiting for him to turn into somebody else. Like you're like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna be awesome soon, and then you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but that's also a dealing quality about him, too. He never changes, so he actually has a decent fan base that actually like him because of the fact that he always just stays the same. He said, gross, no thank you. Um, and I, I have to say, that's not usually what you see in these kind of shows, typically <laughs> with the suspense shows, like the oh. characters developing to continue surviving, but yeah. I said, no thanks. <laughs> hey, sometimes a very static character is what you need to sell the entire story. If they never change, and you have the girlfriend being the dynamic, that's great. She can... I, well, I, she always... I don't know. Split personality, I think she always just does something different. And the dynamic together is kind of what the story's about, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very cool like duality that is set up. Yeah. Um, so you have to get to enjoy all of it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, fortunately, and unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a staple. Lee is like, I still hate him. I still hate. Him. I don't care what you <laughs> say. <laughs> he was on our like list of like despisable characters that we said in the past. True, like, true. He, 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 he definitely is on the list of characters that people are like, and, and that's the thing, you don't hate him because he's necessarily a bad guy. Yeah. You just don't like him because you're like, do something, please. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't ask for this. I'm not, I'm not going to change. True. It is what it is. And speaking of um, a show with a unique premise, Death Parade, um, kind of interesting. Oh, kind of about that parade it's one okay not in a bad way oh yeah uh so the unique premise of death parade is basically what will you be what will you do after death usually have the post the wrongdoer and you have the person who's innocent so they rewind on different uh like a ball like scene in the background to test out if you are going up, if you're going down, that's what they determine. Going up is the heaven, going down is the underworld. 
and they synthesize this through the elevator scenes coming in and coming out. The first two episodes, you you just see, you know, they're playing these different games, trying to determine different outcomes. But then, like, the third or fourth episode, it completely changes. You, they, you see the uh, council deliberating. Oh, yeah, you need to watch out for this person because they're actually at fault, not the not this not this character. It kind of brings yeah. into an interesting light. So it really plays into, I guess, suspense of who is wrong, who is right kind of scenario, which doesn't happen very often. No, I I do like it um, because it, it's not like oh we're trying to see them prevent their death. Like this is the the middle part where they are determining what's going to happen to their eternal soul and being put in different scenarios and different games to elicit reactions. And that's how he's basically um, the main bartender of the show. And what was the name? Like decim- decimal, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he is kind of like judge and jury. Yeah. So I I liked it. It it kind of gave me the same. It, it gave me a more like I don't know psychological deep dive. Yeah. Compared to like Big Europa, because in that yeah. show, y- yes, everyone's like trapped and have to play this game, but the purpose yeah. is that if you you have to you you only one person gets to escape and one person gets to come out on top. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. That basically means you have Dapper, to kill people yeah. as well. Double Europa is a, a murder mystery, so it really adds suspense in that scenario because murder mystery, you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to figure out who's the killer amongst the people there, and then who is the killer shocks you at the end. So, and I mean, you also are trying to figure it out True. Um, before they announce it, like before yeah. they get to the part where. They say like they they line out how this murder happened and how uh, this person is yep. the cause of it. You try and figure it out yourself beforehand, and that that makes it fun. Oh yeah, just like uh, any detective uh, Sherlock Holmes genre story, you know that kind of element of solving it, trying to figure out before they do something else, kind of is like the pivoting of the crime. While Death Parade, they're not really preventing the crime; they're just going over what happened before uh, before you died, so and how you lived your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I I have good things to say about Death Parade. It kind of tenderly gives like the suspense that you don't really expect, and then when the story unfolds about who they are, and what is going on. It kind of, like, aesthetically plays with the darkness and dreariness, but it's also episodic, so you can you can watch each episode by itself. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think it's only one season, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's one season, so it's pretty self-contained. For those of you out there who don't want to have a too long of a show, because yeah. that's the thing with like Cold Geese. Like I know some people haven't watched Cold Geese because they're like, eh, it's kind of long. 
compared to what like like I guess if you don't want to be on the edge of your seat for like yeah. a couple of weeks. <laughs> if you want something simple, you can you can knock this show out in a day. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've we've pretty much hit Yeah. All the bases. True. Like again, I I absolutely love um I love this genre. Yeah. And it's also something that you can like take a break from and come back to and it's still just as good. And yeah. new shows are coming out. Like more shows are starting to go down that kind of like suspense thriller line yeah. where everyone's trying to be the next death note. So Yeah. And before we go, I had to bring up Pooper. Oh my gosh, Pooper is such a weird cycle of suspense anime. It's it's not in a good way. It's not good. No, it. It's not good. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like the 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 premise is you have abusive parents. Depending on each other's siblings, Yuzu's and Yumi, there are stray beautiful butterflies. Uh, Crimson wing heralds trumpet to the beginning of a cannibalistic nightmare. Mysterious virus known as pupa is about to hatch. Uh, after succumbing to the full effects of pupa, Yumi undergoes a grotesque metamorphosis into a mysterious creature with desire for flesh. So, Otsumi is. Is partly affected, gaining remarkable regenerative powers instead. Ah. So the sister turns into a monster, and the brother has to save the day. Yeah. Um. So essentially, yeah, the little sister gets this like virus that turns her into a cannibal, um, and terrifying creature, and her brother tries to protect her, uh, but the the production value of the show is so bad yeah. that, like, that's one thing that that turns you off. Just how it looks is unpleasant to me. I don't... It looks dirty, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, it looks... Like, when you look at it, you're like, mm, I wish I would have cleaned this up. Um, and then also, uh, didn't have good marketing. The storyline sounds interesting when you first yeah. hear it. Like, oh, the brother and sister dynamic. Who doesn't love that? Like, yeah. all my Demon Slayer fans. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah. We've seen this before. We're into it. And then you start watching it, and you're like, ew. Mm. Like, yeah. starting off, like, with the baby scene. Like, the the, the half, like, scarred baby face. Yeah. And you're just like, ew, I, I hate this. And I also... I don't think I like any of the scenes, any of the voice acting. Yeah. Nothing. If the animation was actually a lot better, I'll give it like a maybe a, a solid C. But like if you want something like really like Pacific to grotesque and horrific like pupa, you kinda have to have like good animation. To sell the visual, yeah. because that is what you are, are basing it on. Like, even if stories mere Oka and stuff like that, if the animation is selling the grotesque elements, it will have a fan base because of that. 
Just of that alone. Because people like that kind of stuff. They like that type of storyline. Like, uh, uh, shoot. Helsing does it really well with, and Bazook does it really well too. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite, Parasite does well. it really well. So, Parasite is a great example of how to do it well. Yeah. And, um, Upa is also a terrible name. Yeah. Again, it's, it's like, it's somehow prefaced by the very fact that they couldn't even get the name to sound appealing. It's like the name is as unappealing as the show is. I'm like, if the virus is named Pupa, and you name your show after the virus, like, you're going to have to have a really weird virus to be a good show title. Like, The Invasion of Z. The Z Virus. Bam. That's a good title. But, like, eh. Like, I, what will you give this alternative title I don't know because the thing is like the reason why I really do enjoy um, the name for like Parasite, the name yeah. of it is because they didn't name it off of what the actual creature is. Yeah. But everyone knows exactly what a parasite is. Everyone yeah. knows like what an infection is. So if they like had named it something that elicits a certain reaction from people where you know yeah. it's a bad thing, that would be different. But instead, you're just like, what is Poopa? Yeah. And it also just sounds like something that like a toddler is struggling to say. It doesn't say, it doesn't sound like something ominous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you give it like uh mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, John I don't know. Uh, grotesque. Oh, metamorphic or something, or I don't know. Yeah, metamorphic. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, oh, poop of metamorphic would probably be better. That one I could I could get down with. Yeah, that like, one's fine. Like that would actually tell you, like, oh, it's metamorphic in the pupa and they're like oh what's pe- what's pupa metamorphic <laughs> like that actually sounds better than just pupa <laughs> yeah because it's like it doesn't lend to you thinking that there's anything more to it you're just like okay pupa <laughs> that's it oh god uh, all right <laughs> and we're done so so we kind of went over the elements of a good suspense, went over the elements of bad suspense. So it kind of... Oh yeah, definitely. And one thing to take from this, if you really like suspense, you really like tension, you really like the unexpected to happen, to be on your tip of your feet, look at some suspense anime. Because there's a lot out there. A lot of times it's uh, cross genres, so it dies into suspense, but it's also like psychological, horror, uh, drama. So Um, find the suspense story that you like. Yeah. Because each one is different. There's different ways to drive it. Even in drama can be considered suspense in some aspects, so 
you know, not soap opera drama, but you get you get some interesting storylines regardless of what you like and how you view the genre. Because uh, I think suspense is like not a main genre, but it's not a subgenre. You know, either is the genre by itself. So. I think it is. Like on Crunchyroll, they have one. I think it's thrillers, though. I don't know if it's suspense. I think it's called thrillers. It's the category. Uh, But then when you go in there, it's like, it's like, again, it's a wide range of like multiple different animes. Literally, like I think on Crunchyroll, like Sword Art Online is underneath the thrillers. And you're just like, hmm. Thrillers, like action kind of thing. I mean, uh, Yeah, thriller is a really broad concept as well. Because thriller thriller just gets to so many different categories as well. Yeah. So. It runs through quite a few of them. So, again, if you, you, like, we've told you which ones are terrible, um, you can still watch them. I would say even... Even take a gander if you want um, to see why they're so bad and don't just take our word for it. But there are a lot of really good ones out there that yeah. can fall into bigger genres that you might be really interested in. I mean, I've um, watched Pupa. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was decent. It's just it's not the greatest. But It was a thing. It yeah. was a thing. It, it was interesting enough to watch. It just, it seems like, okay, this is okay, I guess. Just passing the time. <laughs> like, it didn't have much there, except the what it was. So, anyway, guys, this concludes uh, our best and worst cases of suspense anime. And what makes a good suspenseful genre what it is and how it tells a story. You got anything else to add, Leah? Um, no. I mean if you if you decide to hop into these shows, uh take my advice if it's gonna be one that you think will be either really interesting or really ridiculous, definitely definitely have friends over because it can make True. the experience that much better. <laughs> It's it's fun to watch anime with other people. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, like it, I sure. I really do hope that for those of you out there who didn't know about some of these shows, you're gonna check them out. And then for those of you who haven't really gotten into thriller or suspense animes, you you take another dive in because yeah. everyone knows Death Note, but there's a lot of really good ones out there as well. Oh yeah, and don't forget sometimes uh, the perfect word for to summarize suspense in a nutshell. Nail biter. Some animated nail biters, some are even more than nail biters. They're like gut wrenching, but hey, that's just my that's just how suspense plays out. Not wrong there. True. Oh, carefully. Alright, guys. Well this I concludes the episode of Suspense Anime. Don't forget to follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Come to the Patreon page with the blog MC Anime. Be part of the MC Anime community. You do blog posts. You can 
upvote what you want for the podcast episodes. You can drive what you want, ideas, guest appearances, sponsorships, all of that stuff to help support the podcast and keep us going, keep us afloat, and and also give us really honest feedback. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Enjoy. Thank you, guys.